right, stiff arm, 20, 25, 30, 40, stiff arm, 50, 40, 30, he's on his feet, big chase, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, You are now listening to Late Hit, Pro Football Radio. All right, everyone, welcome back to Late Hit with your hosts, Matt and Tyler. We're going to be diving into all the uh, previous week's performances and up-to-date news and all that other good stuff. Um, so let's waste no time. We'll get right into it. Our first game from this past week was uh, Thursday night, the Rams and the Raiders. Baker Mayfield got his first action in Los Angeles. How do you think he did in his first uh, game with them? Uh, it's actually a little bit of a shocker, to be honest. Um, I agree. Such I agree. A short week. I mean, he flew out there. What was it? Monday morning or Tuesday morning, and had the game well, on Thursday. Yeah, they released him. He got released from Carolina on Monday. The Rams yeah. claimed him off waivers on Tuesday. He got out there Wednesday and then played in the game the next night. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. And uh, yeah, to learn a little bit of the offense and get prepared that quickly—that's pretty. Uh, Pretty amazing. I bet you almost everybody picked the Raiders to win that game just because of that. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure within the day or whatever it was that he had to learn that offense, he probably really had no clue what was going on. He yeah. didn't even know. He didn't even know where to go to get to the locker room after the game was over. <laughs> yeah, I seen that. That was, that was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, he was 22 of 35, 230 yards, one touchdown. I mean, um, his biggest thing is turnovers in his career and he didn't have any turnovers he didn't have an interception thrown or anything like that so i mean that's progress for one game yeah Small i mean i was glimpse. i was impressed with what i saw from him um but with that being said this was against the raiders so uh we'll see i mean he has been named the starter going forward so we'll see what he can do with these last few games here this season but yeah I was pretty impressed. Uh, he marched pretty much the entire length of the field to help them score that touchdown to win the game. So we'll see what he can deliver in the upcoming weeks here. And uh, I highly doubt he'll still be with the team next year. But, you know, this is a good audition for him to maybe land somewhere for next season and uh, possible backup role. Because I don't really think that anyone's going to assign him to be a starting quarterback next year. He's probably going to be that second string role. Well, just remember that. Rams don't have any draft picks, really, and I don't think they have a first. So, I mean, if if uh, what's his face does retire, yeah. um, this might be their best option right now. That's true. I mean, I guess it really all depends on what Matt Stafford's going to do. Uh, yeah, and maybe that's why they did pick him up because they weren't unsure. I mean, they weren't sure of what Matt Stafford was going to do as far as retiring or coming back next year. Yeah, from what it sounds like, his uh, spinal neck injury was pretty serious. So, who knows? Yeah. Might go out with a boom on his uh, Super Bowl. So, Yeah, I mean, I wish nothing but the best for Matt Stafford. Like I said, I really like him a lot, and uh, I wish him the best. But uh, let's talk about now our current Super Bowl favorites as of right now. Um. Mine right now to win the Super Bowl, I'm going to say, is either going to be the Bills or the Bengals. That's my AFC to win it. Um, and then the NFC side of things, um, as much as I hate to say it, uh, the Eagles uh, are looking pretty good right now. Um, but then you got Dallas out there, and San Francisco is also looking pretty good. I mean, they've had a pretty good win against the Buccaneers on Sunday. So uh, Big win. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it comes down for me, some of the big statistics, just to, just to give you a little rundown quick, Kansas City and, and Eagles are tied for first in points per game overall through the season, which is at 29, and Bills are, and, and Dallas is second overall in the season at 27. Uh, de- defense points per game. Bills is second behind the 49ers. Dallas is third. Eagles seventh. KC all the way at 19. They did not have a good defense. And then the biggest one is turn, turnover differential. 
Um, Eagles are plus 14, Dallas uh, plus 8, which is third place. Eagles are actually first there. And Buffalo is 10, and KC is all the way at 28th. So it's kind of hard to pick KC in the AFC with them being so inconsistent on defense. And you have a team like Joe Burrow coming up, and they're starting to click on all cylinders. So kind of with you right there. I I wrote down Kansas City to come into this podcast, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Bengals right there on AFC side. And as far as NFC side, I want to say Dallas because that's my team, but Eagles are so consistent. And I'm not talking about the Texans game. I just think they've been consistent overall this season. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles by a hair, Dallas right behind them. And that's that's my picks right now. Yeah, I, I mean, Casey, like you said, their defense isn't performing as well as they'd like. So I think that's going to be their downfall. And with the AFC being as close as it is, I mean, I think – they're all, you know, between the Bills, KC, and Bengals and all them. They're, like, only a game apart. So, uh, yeah, like I said, KC's defense is probably going to be their downfall. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl because there's a good chance that they might. But, you know, there are a few other teams right now in the AFC that could give them a run for their money. Yep. Okay, the Lions are just on a roll lately. They keep winning games. Jared Goff, he just balled out on Sunday against Minnesota. Uh, do you think that they're going to be playing well enough and continue to win to earn a playoff spot? Uh, Well, just a little glimpse of the last five games for Goff. He's really, really stepped it up. He has 69 completion percentage, 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions, QBR of 75, that's a scale one to at 100, so that's really good. And they're 4-1. and one. Um, And so far this season, their offense is top five in both total yards and points per game. Um, so, yeah, I think they're they're moving in the right direction. Uh, golf has seemed to really got a connection with his receivers and – their running backfield is what Jamal Williams and Swift. Swift yeah. is finally getting healthier again. Their offensive line looks like it's getting sturdy. If they if they can just like we say every week, if they can just figure it out completely on defense, I I just think they have a really good chance to to make the playoffs and uh maybe do something. I don't know. I don't know what that something is, but they yeah, put so up a lot I, of points. So I was watching one of the the post game shows. I think it was on Fox. Um, but they said that coming into this week, the Lions had a, like a seven percent chance of making the playoffs. And wow. then after the yeah, and then after they beat Minnesota and you know everything else happened this past week, it jumped up to twenty one percent. So they're just on the outside looking in right now. So if some things can happen. And they keep winning, which it looks like they're going to do. Because I, I mean, I don't know what their remaining schedule is off the top of my head, but I think the last time I checked, it, it's pretty winnable. So I mean, they they do look like they're going to earn themselves a playoff spot if things continue that the way they're going. I mean, they held the bit, the Vikings to twenty three points. That's a start yeah. in the right direction for their defense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Minnesota, like I said, they have the. They're tied for second best record now with the Cowboys in the NFC, but they're just they're trying to ex- yeah. I don't know how to explain them because you know they're if you didn't know anything about football and you just looked at their record, you'd be like, wow, this team must be really good. And then you watch them play, and then it's like, no, they're not really that good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're really not. They're another one of those teams that are just getting by the skin of their teeth every week, and just so happens they've won ten games so far this year, so. I mean, they're obviously going to earn themselves a playoff spot, but I don't know that they're going to do much once they get there. So they play the Jets next week, the Panthers, yep. Bears, and Packers. Yeah. That's that's their that's, remaining schedule. So, they, like I said, that's, they could that's win easily, them all. Yeah, they're easily – they have a pretty easy schedule. The only thing – and the Jets is pretty much the only one I'm worried about. And then is that is that game in Green Bay or is that in Detroit? 
That's at Green Bay. Okay, so they don't historically do too well in December, January in Green Bay. But, I mean, Green Bay's not playing well this year anyway. So, that yeah, like I said, the Jets one is the only one that I would right now be worried about. But, you know, they have a pretty good chance to go 4-0 and or 3-1 and in those last four. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome if they made playoffs, man. It would be. That'd be great. And I would I would say that they would probably win a playoff game depending on who they play. Like if they have to, if Tampa Bay wins that division and they have to go into Tampa Bay, I mean that's a, that's a very winnable game for Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um that's that's awesome. Yeah. It's a shame it's too late in the season. Like I mean that's my opinion, but Yeah, I mean if they would have figured this out you know, at the beginning of the year, they could be like a number one, number two seed right now. Yeah. I don't, like you said, it's a shame that they figured it out this late. <laughs> I don't think we'll be overlooking them next season. No. I mean, and I think if they can keep this momentum going, they're definitely a team that can win that NFC North next year. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Next topic of discussion. Dallas had to come from behind to win against the Texans on Sunday. Is this something that Dallas should be worried about coming into the postseason and up in here in a few weeks? No, not. It's just one of those games where Texans are rose to the occasion. They had all the energy on their side. They actually, that's actually one of the biggest games Texans look forward to every year is playing the Cowboys. They would love nothing more to beat the Cowboys, and they they looked like it on Sunday. Um, other than that game, I mean, they're 37 points a game with Dak, which is first since Dak's return. They're, they're third in uh, – they're first on third down percentage. They just added, uh, added T.Y. Hilton yesterday. Um, they yeah. got James Washington back, which he didn't do much um, right off the bat on Sunday, but it was kind of expected. Tyrone Smith starts this week, so he's back. Peters, Jason Peters is probably moving the right tackle since Terrence Steele tore his ACL, and their defense is probably top two behind 49ers. So I think they'll be all right. Um, they're they're only team they really have to worry about is Eagles, and if they see the 49ers, but I think they'll be okay. That, that's probably the game that I'm looking forward to most coming up in the next couple weeks here is that Eagles-Cowboys uh, game. Christmas Eve, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited to see what that one's going to bring because, uh, like you said, Cowboys have top five offense and defense. So, I mean, that's going to be a tough so one. Eagles, and that's, yeah. That's in Dallas, though, right? That game, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's gonna that's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be the game to watch that week. Um, yeah, it's definitely gonna come down a little wire. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's gonna have any like division implications because I think the Eagles no. are probably going to have that one wrapped up. But that's going to be a good game to watch, and I'm excited to see that one. Yeah, but at this yeah, point, Dallas, I think I think we're we were a little little too hard on Eagles. Um, I think they pretty much earned the number one seed at this point, and uh, I don't see it being overthrown. Yeah, I mean, they're two games up right now, so I mean, and there's only four left to go, so yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that they're going to slide hard enough to lose that number one seed. So it looks like the road to the Super Bowl in the NFC is going to go through Philly. So, yep, we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, uh, going back to the Dallas Texans game, um, I don't know. It, I mean, from my experience when I played and stuff, like when when we were going into a game against an opponent, where it looks like it was going to be an easy win for us. I don't want to say we necessarily already had it in our heads that we were going to win, but it was kind of that mentality where you thought this team isn't very good. So not that you take it easy against them, but, you know, sometimes you might not play that well, and then you're like, shit, we're kind of losing right now. So let's turn it around. And sometimes you can come back and win like the Cowboys did on Sunday, and other times the underdog beats you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they came into that game with 17.5-point favorites. That has to get to your head a little bit. Yep. Yeah, anytime you go into a game where you're heavily favored, it's it's a tough one. But, yeah. yeah. And 
the, like the Texans, they only got they only have one win this year. So I mean, they're playing their heart out every game just to make a point and prove everyone wrong that they're not as bad as everyone thinks that they are. So if you have a chance to go into Dallas and, and beat the Cowboys with as a one win team, you know you're gonna get your damnedest to do it. So I mean, I wouldn't be worried if I was the Cowboys. They they still look like they're gonna do pretty well, but you know. They almost lost this one. <laughs> yeah, it was a close one. It was a good final drive. Yeah. Um, Dak looked better the final drive, but he did struggle throughout the game. He said after the game they threw a lot of uh, defense looks that they haven't really done this season, so it was hard to see that on film because it wasn't on film. Um, so they were throwing everything at him, but they pulled it off somehow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Four-point win. Um, Lovey Smith is still a good coach, in my opinion. He was always a good coach. Yeah, I mean, he kind of been thrown around a bit because of after he got fired from his last NFL gig, he went to University of Illinois and didn't have yeah. success there. Then he got hired in Houston. But, yeah, I, I liked him when he was with Chicago. Uh, he was mm-hmm. their head coach when they played the Colts in the Super Bowl in 06, so – I always thought he was a pretty good coach, but um, he who knows? He's on the hot seat right now. He might not even be there next year, so we'll see. Yep. All right. Justin Jefferson, even though the Vikings lost, he still had 10 catches for 213 yards. Um, is he the best receiver in the league right now? For me, it's between Diggs, Jefferson, Adams, and Hill. Hill and Jefferson literally have identical stats. Diggs and Adam, they have about 200 less yards, but four more touchdowns for Diggs and six more touchdowns for Adams. So for me, at the end of the day, Adams has about 20 less receptions than all of them and um, the most touchdowns. So I'm going to go with Adams with a worse quarterback too. Yeah. I mean, for me, I would toss it up right now between Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. And if you see if you match them up side by side, Tyreek Hill's got the speed, but I feel like he's getting the ball more in that Dolphins offense than you know Kirk Cousins. He he put up four hundred some yards this past weekend, but they don't really throw the ball as much as Miami does because Miami doesn't really have anybody in their backfield. So I feel like they're Tyreek Hill's the one he's getting the ball more than Justin Jefferson is, but then. Whenever Justin Jefferson does get the ball, he makes the most of his opportunities. And a lot of his catches have been spectacular this year. So, I mean, either one of those guys, you know, could be an argument as number one. But, I mean, Tyreek Hill is on pace right now to have over 2,000 receiving yards this year, which would be an NFL record. No one's ever gotten there. So, I mean, he's doing good. I think it, him adding him in Miami was an excellent addition. Kudos to that front office for picking him up. But, yeah, I mean, I I would go with Jefferson, a slight advantage over Tyreek Hill. But, yeah, I'd say it was neck and neck between those two. Why are you dissing Adams like that? Just because of used car? I mean, Adams, he's – I wouldn't necessarily say I'm dissing him. I'm just looking at, like, statistically – I mean, I know he's uh, probably top three right now in receiving yards, I believe. But – I mean, I'm also giving the edge to the two teams, like I said, Tyreek Hill in, in Miami and Justin Jefferson in Minnesota, that they're actually going to be doing something in the postseason. Now, I know that doesn't necessarily reflect against the player himself, but, I mean... There you go. Right now, I, I mean, Justin Jefferson, I, I feel like he could make those better catches over Adams, and I feel like Adams is only... No. Where, listen, Adams is only where he's at right now because... Uh, Derek Carr doesn't really have anybody else to throw the ball to on that team. And I feel like they're getting him the ball because he's getting so much money and because of who he was in Green Bay. But, I mean, now I'm not – Tyreek Hill saying, has a better quarterback. Justin Jefferson has a better quarterback. Stephon Diggs has a better quarterback. And Adams I has mean, less wrong. receptions at 82. But, I mean – Hill has 100, I, I, 18 I more receptions. And he's get, and he's 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 caught double the touchdowns. Yeah, I mean Tyreek, like I said, Tyreek Hill's in, the, in that discussion for me for the best receiver. 
but just, Justin Jefferson is also. Yeah, but he's know, the same just, thing. He's 99 receptions, 1,500 yards, and and uh, six touchdowns. Yeah, but Justin Jefferson. Jefferson, he's going to have, like, he had, like I said, this past week, 213 yards, and they lost that game. And he's had good games like that pretty consistently. And he's got he's going to have those catches that are going to, like, wow you. Like, in that game against Buffalo, he had a couple of them that they was the reason that they won that game. I don't know. I just, for me, the Raiders, if Devontae Adams wasn't there right now, they would be doing the same as they are with him. Like the record last year was similar to what they're doing this year. To me, Justin Jefferson is a playmaker. He's a game changer. And in some situations this year for Minnesota, he's been the reason that they've won games. So he's going to be that guy that's going to put you over the top and get you there. Well, they also have the quarterback to help them win games too. But yeah, but if is Kirk Cousins really that much better than Derek Carr? Numbers wise, yeah, yeah, because of what he's been able to do as far as getting the ball to Justin Jefferson. But I mean, if you look, I mean, not if you look, but if you, I feel like if you would switch the, like put. Kirk Cousins in, in Las Vegas and put Derek Carr in Minnesota, I would feel like there would be similar outcomes to what they're both doing this year. No, Kirk, uh, Raiders would totally win at least four or five more games. Derek Carr is just trash. Yeah, but Kirk Cousins isn't that, that, that playmaker. He's not that quarterback that's going lead to like, lead a team to victory. Put Kirk Cousins on the field at 1 o'clock p.m., no other times. <laughs> yeah, Can't he's leading his team to a yeah. victory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, right. I, I don't trust. I don't trust Vikings. I don't trust. Obviously, I don't trust Derek Carr. But it would, it I'll would go be with Adams. Big, you go with Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty, uh, pretty cool experiment to like swap quarterbacks for a game. You know, put Kirk in with the Raiders and put Derek Carr with the Vikings just to see what would happen. But what to happen with Madden? Yeah. <laughs> you, well, you can't even because depending on how good you are at Madden, like you could win with any quarterback. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> All right, moving right along here. Tennessee lost big to the Jaguars on Sunday, and now they only have a two-game lead in the AFC South. Is this still their division to win, or is somebody going to sneak in and, and pull this from them? Okay, so yeah, so they're two games up on Jaguars and three games up on Colts. Texans yep. are not even in the picture. So let's see. Let's see Jaguars or Titans remaining schedules. Titans play Chargers this week coming up. That could be a loss. That could be a loss. I th- I bet you that will probably Especially be a loss. Especially with the way Tennessee's like the last couple weeks, they've just looked awful. So, I mean <laughs> – so I'm going to give them an L. Okay. Texans, that's a win. Yeah. So they're one and one. Uh, Cowboys, that's going to be a loss. Mm-hmm. So, and then Jaguars again. So and that one's in Jacksonville <laughs> too, so that could, they could split that two and two. Yeah. So I they're what? They're seven and six now, so if they split it two and two, they'd finish nine and eight. Nine and eight, so yeah. the Jaguars schedule would have to win out. <laughs> would pretty much have to win out, yeah. So they play uh, Cowboys this week. Oh boy! At, uh, versus Cowboys, so it's at home. Oh no, it's at Cowboys. I'm sorry. That, that that's probably gonna be a loss. So they're uh, not gonna win the division. Jets. That's uh, that's a pretty hard one. So so Mike White's done, right? Uh, pretty much. Dude, that was insane on Sunday. He left the game, what, two or three times and came back? <laughs> Why did he and come back in? I don't know. And he, he ended up going to the hospital right after the game to get For internal out. injury yeah. possibilities. Yeah. But that, that last the shot hell? he took that last shot he took looked nasty. I, I felt I bad he, for I, him. I thought he was dead. I felt bad for him, man. But yeah. I don't understand why he was in there. That was just weird. That was a weird yeah. situation. He's, he's trying to win that job. He's trying to be the guy there. So, Yeah, well, I guess Zach Wilson got his job back. No, because they put Joe Flacco in. No, Zach I mean, Wilson. coming this week up, he wasn't, um, Zach Wilson maybe. wasn't suited up that game. So, Yeah, I mean, we'll, he, but I don't understand why he's not suited up. But, but that's another subject. There's there's definitely more to the story. But, yeah. All right. 
so Jets, Texans, Titans. So yeah, I just don't see Titans losing this one. Yeah, they, so, they, I mean, yeah, they pretty much have to win out. Yeah, and I don't see that happening. So I mean, but you never know, like what Jaguars yeah. team you're gonna get. Yeah, are are you gonna get the team that, that beat the Texans thirty six to twenty two, beat the Chargers thirty eight to ten? Beat the Ravens, or are you going to get the team that lost to the Texans? But good pickup on the new head coach, um, Doug Peterson. I think yeah. he's a good he's a good quarterbacks head coach, and uh, seems like he's really developing Trevor Lawrence into something that we expected him to be. Yeah, I mean, these uh, the last three games, I think if you look at Trevor Lawrence's uh, stats, he's got one of the higher completion percentages. Uh, I'm not. I don't remember how many touchdowns he threw, but he doesn't have any picks. He's really gotten uh, screwed around throughout his career with all these head coaches right. and changes. Yeah, so I think it, next next year should be better. Maybe maybe by next year this will be a playoff team once Doug Peterson has a full season under his belt with Trevor. Yeah, develops him. But yep. yeah, I mean, with the way that these two teams' uh, schedules look the rest of the year, yeah, I would still stay. That it was safe to say that the Titans are going to win that division yet. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a little bit out of reach right now. Yeah. Okay, the Panthers beat the Seahawks on Sunday, and Sam Donald is now two and zero as a starter this year for the Panthers. Is he their starter going forward and possibly in the next year, or is he not the answer at all? Uh, I'm not a Darnold fan at all. Um, I haven't been in college as well. Ever yeah. since he beat Penn State, fifty-eight <laughs> uh, percent uh, completion percentage, two touchdowns, and two hundred and eighty-four yards. No, that wasn't his one game. That was his whole season of two yeah. games. Uh, he's not doing much. He just needs to turn around, and hand the ball off to Foreman and Hubbard, and that's how they're going to be able to win games throughout the season until they figure out their quarterback situation. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I haven't really gotten too deep into who's entering the NFL draft this upcoming year, but uh, from the last I heard, it doesn't look that there's going to be too much exciting as far as this draft class for quarterbacks goes. So who knows? Maybe Sam Donald will still be there next year. Maybe they pick up somebody in free agency and make a trade for someone. But, uh, yeah, Sam Donald, I mean, like you said, he's just he's barely getting the job done. He's not really wowing you, throwing the ball. Yeah, he's not going to be a guy that's going to lead this team to victory without some help. So, um, but he's he's winning games. Like I said, two and zero this year so far in the two games that he started. So, if he keeps it up, uh, you know, and this team's not out of that race yet to win that division. They're only a game behind Tampa Bay right now. They're second place. So, I mean, it's not impossible to say that they could win the division yet. But it's I don't think they will. But they're still in that in that talk to win it because they're only, like I said, they're only a game behind. So yeah, Darnold, if Darnold wins the division, takes his team to the playoffs, you know, maybe he's still there next year. Maybe not, but yeah, I, I don't think he's the answer right now. I think they should seek help elsewhere. Yeah. Agreed. All righty. So we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and the Buccaneers game. Mr. Irrelevant, or should I say Mr. Relevant, Brock Purdy, he shines in his first start. He was 16 and 21, 185 yards and two touchdowns, and they absolutely thumped the Buccaneers 35 to 7. Yeah, that was a pretty crazy game. I was so indecisive, and I I said take Tampa Bay, but the last second I switched it, and thank the Lord I did. Sorry for who didn't. Um, I just. Not that Purdy did that much to amaze me, but that defense of the 49ers is just incredible. Yes, it is. It's definitely the, the best defense in the league. Um, as far as Purdy's numbers, 16 to 21, 185 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, he's a seventh round pick. I think it's going to hurt him when it comes to playoffs. McCaffrey, he's, he's the dynamite on that team. Um, but the problem with going into a playoff being one-dimensional is if you have the ability to shut down that one dimension, how are you gonna how are you gonna switch over to throwing or you know other options? And 
without their defense, they're not really a good team. So yeah. their defense has to play excellent or else they're losing. Yeah, I mean, but they have been all season. So, I mean, this is like, – like you said, Brock Purdy, I mean, he's – when you ask of him to throw the ball, he's like he only had five incompletions. Like he's obviously getting the job done. But you know, this is a run-first football team. We've seen that. So I mean, I felt like they would have won this game no matter who was starting quarterback, just because of how good this defensive is playing. You probably could have called Joe Montana at retirement to come in and start this one, and he probably would have did just as well as Brock Purdy. But yeah, I mean, if you have a defense that's only allowing Tom Brady to put up seven points. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good feat. And, uh, you know, like Brock Purdy could probably continue to play like he was and just throw the ball when absolutely necessary. And this team could, could keep winning games. I mean, this is but probably, if- in my opinion, one of the better teams in the NFC right now. I mean, I'd put them up there with Philadelphia and Dallas. So, I mean, I'm not. I'm not counting them out. I don't underestimate Brock Purdy because you know, when the guys get their chance, sometimes they shine. And uh, outside of their defense, picking up McCaffrey this year was absolutely massive to yeah, for, to make a, a playoff a run. That's yep. the reason behind their quarterback success. You know what I mean? They can they can slide anybody in the quarterback pretty much because everybody's so focused on McCaffrey, who might be the best overall running back in the league. I mean, he can See, catch, he can. But that's the, that's the beauty of this thing here is you got McCaffrey. So everybody's focused on him. Cause you're thinking, wow, Brock Purdy's yeah. the quarterback. Don't worry about the pass game. But you know, if you shut down McCaffrey, your Brock Purdy has still got, he's got Debo Samuel. He's got Brandon Ayuk. He's still got George Kittle. You know, he's got the weapons around him where if he, you know, needs to make shit happen, it's going to happen because, He's got so so many of those guys. Like if you shut down Christian McCaffrey, you still have Debo Samuel, who's gonna pretty much play any position on offense and make it look good, and he'll have success. So there's a lot of weapons on this offense that complements this defense. So this is a pretty dangerous football team, in my opinion. Yeah, it'll come down to third down percentage um, yeah. if they if they're if they're able to shut down McCaffrey, whatever defense they face in the playoffs. Um, if he can throw on third downs on obvious pass situations, that's one thing, but I don't see that happening. I think that's going to be their, their, uh, their issue going forward. Um, I would obviously trust, uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy G over him. Um, yeah. due to the experience, he's seen more defenses. Um, this kid's a rookie. He hasn't seen very much of the NFL yet. So they're going to throw everything at him in the playoffs. It's one yeah, or done, man. you know. Jimmy G's been there, done that. So I think I think it's going to be a bigger letdown than what you think losing Jimmy G. Well, yeah, I, no, I'm not saying that I would prefer Brock Purdy in there over Jimmy G, but I mean, I feel like this defense is so good right now, and the other pieces that they have on offense are so good right now that, well, obviously Jimmy G, if he does come back this this season, they said it wouldn't be probably till the second round of playoffs anyway. So. Brock Purdy is going to have to play at least one playoff game. And yeah. depending on depending on who that is, I mean, they're going to win their division, it looks like, so they're going to have that first playoff game at home. So, mm-hmm. you know, depending on who comes in there, it could be Dallas, uh, could be Washington. Hell, it could even be Detroit at this point. But he's going to have to play one of those teams in San Francisco and win that game before Jimmy G even has a chance of coming back, which is not impossible for this team like I said, their their defense is just phenomenal, and they could definitely shut down whatever offense comes in there. And he Brock Purdy could get a playoff win this year. I don't know. We'll see. It's funny you say that because as of right now, the playoff pitcher is them facing Washington. Which what is Washington good at? Running the ball. Running the ball but on defense. I mean, uh, well, yeah, on defense they're good at stopping the run. Stopping the run, and yeah. that's that's who they do not but want is, to face. But is, is Washington's run defense really good enough to stop Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel? You know, all those weapons that they have in their run game. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they sell out completely for McCaffrey. I think it's game over. I don't think they'll be able to score points. I just yeah. don't see it. Uh, I think Washington's got enough defensive stars. 
to overcome that. And but on the flip side, would Washington be able to score? So it's kind of like Castle if, if, if you're going head to head San Fran and Washington right now, I'm taking San Francisco because I am too. I am too. No, no doubt. I'm just saying that's probably their worst nightmare compared to playing Giants or uh, Tampa Bay or yeah. Uh, Minnesota, obviously not Dallas and Philly. I'm not talking about them, but the other ones, Washington would be their worst. Well, I mean, I would, say. I would love to see right now does Detroit go in and play San Francisco for the first round of the playoffs? Because I feel like Detroit's defense isn't really that good. It's not, yeah. So it, to go against a, a quarterback in his first playoff game like Brock Purdy would be an interesting matchup. But then again, like you said, this Lions offense is top five right now to go against this San Francisco defense would be pretty interesting as well. So that's something's like, got to budge. Yeah, it's kind of like that that old saying: "What happens when an uh, immovable object meets an unstoppable force?" You know, yeah. that could be that could be that Lions offense against that San Francisco defense. So that that would be a really interesting matchup, and I would actually love to see that for in the wild card round. The best part of a playoffs are you get to watch the actual each individual game. You know what I mean? Yep. You, there's not 300 fucking games on at once. Yeah. You, you get to you get to watch each game. Be you don't have fantasy to worry about. You don't have all that shit to worry about. You just get to lock in, and it's great. I, I'm so excited for playoffs this year. Yeah, I, mean, I am too. Speaking of fantasy. I know I'm not. I didn't make the playoffs in our league, but in the other league that I'm in, I'm the number third seed right now. So the playoffs start for us next week. So I'm excited to see if I'm going to make any noise in the fantasy playoffs. I'm the fourth seed, but uh, I've had a lot of injuries, like Cooper Cup. So I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle. I'm probably gonna lose my first round. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of too, because. Really, the only people that have been really doing anything for me this year have been uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I have Nick Nick Chubb. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been my starting quarterback all season, so I don't even know how I made the playoffs with him. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But, yeah, I'm a little nervous, but we'll see how I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the Dolphins lose their second straight to a – Looks like he's just declining this year at the end of the year here. He was 10 for 28 passing. Um, do you, are they still contenders or are they pretenders? Uh, it's so hard. I think they're so sporadic. Is that the word? That is the, the, I would, that is an excellent term to use. That's exactly what I would say. <laughs> that's They're just so roller coaster-ish. Uh, very big game for Tua against a below-average defense, in my opinion. Um, to himself, needs to play way better than that. That's just 10 of 28. What is the percentage on that? Did you even calculate that? It's, uh, no, it's like what, 10 for 28. It's below 50. I know that. <laughs> I know that. but yeah. Well, so if he was 10 for 30, that would be 33.33333%. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a little r- over 33%. Ridiculous. Yeah. That is insane. I mean, I didn't watch the whole game. Um, I just, just looking at the stats, you could tell right away he needs to, he needs to figure that out quickly. And uh, McDaniel's takes a lot of blame for it. I was watching a lot of breakdowns of it, and uh, it just seems like they just weren't prepared for that. Yeah. So I saw, uh, I saw a meme on Facebook. I believe it was. It was hilarious. It said that Miami was calling pass plays like they had Justin Herbert at quarterback and <laughs> the chargers were calling pass plays like they had two at quarterback because <laughs> Justin Herbert was just, he was on fire Sunday night and everybody was watched, comparing him. Yeah. I mean, he was, he looked really good. And then you watch Tua throw the ball and you're like, what is he doing? Like if I was on the field playing quarterback for the dolphins, I wouldn't even have made any of those throws. I mean, if you're compare, if you're, breaking down mechanics of a quarterback. Justin Herbert is like the prime example. He's he's the he's the footage 
of a quarterback that you want to show to young, young learning quarterbacks to learn how to throw a ball. He, oh, it yeah. is like photogenic. It's like, it's so beautiful to watch every throw he makes. It's just like so perfect. And then to, uh, Ugh, I just can't stand watching left-handers as well, but <laughs> it's just ugly. Yeah, like you said, Justin Herbert's mechanics, like he's everything it's amazing. About him, like the way his his posture, his his throwing motion, like everything looks good, and and he's so accurate. It's I so mean, beautiful it's, to watch. It, yeah, it's just it's hard to imagine that they're seven and six right now when you got a guy like Justin Herbert playing quarterback. He also but, got injured, and it did hurt him for a while. Those yeah. The, Cartilage and then, fracture was pretty bad, and and I think Sunday night was the first game that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both played together. So they've had yeah. receiver injuries all season long, which doesn't really help when you got a younger quarterback like that. So I mean, Justin Herbert, yeah, he he is probably one of the better quarterbacks in the league right now. It's just it's a shame injuries really do have an effect on you. And this is what I say about MVP. You know what I mean? Take Justin Herbert and put him on Dallas or Eagles or well. So who who has everybody been talking about as as the front runner for MVP right now? It's obviously hurts because exactly. of the record. But if you if somebody's asking me right now, like, would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Justin Herbert as your quarterback? I'm taking Herbert every day of the week. I'm taking Herbert over most of the league, though. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think you know, I think he has a potential to be. The only reason one or two in the league. Yeah, the only reason he's not going to win MVP and it's going to suck is because they're probably not going to make the playoffs. I mean, yeah. I know I think I think they're number six or seven right now, but you know, no that's, one's. No, that's why no, I'm not good at picking MVP because yeah. I can't go off record. I just right. can't. And, and I'm with you right on that one too because I, I I go with the most valuable player. I don't care what your team's record is, if you made the playoffs or whatnot, because, you know, if you, yeah, maybe they don't make the playoffs and maybe they only have eight or nine wins this year. But if you are good enough to be the most valuable player, it, it shouldn't matter what, what the record of your team, that, that shouldn't reflect you at all. Yeah. Anytime somebody bashes a quarterback or something, the first thing they, the counter is that, that re- records are a team stat. And then, yeah. yet we judge MVP on a team stat. Yeah, because if you're a quarterback, you could you know throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns every game. But if your defense is one of the worst in the league and allowing the other team to score more points than you, you're not going to win the ball game. And no, that shouldn't yeah. be that. And that shouldn't be on you. But unfortunately, with the way that success is measured nowadays, with championships and and you know to that aspect, you're not going to win MVP unless your team does well. Now, I also think there's a flip side to it. You can't pick Davis Mills if he was playing lights out when they have one win. Yeah, but if he was playing lights out, would they only have one win? I mean, you're right there, <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, like, understand uh, you're, I understand what you're saying, but if if somebody, if especially quarterback, if they're playing really well, there's a good chance that you're going to be, you know, a playoff caliber team, or you know, or at least a couple cusp. wins. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be on the cusp of being a playoff team, so. Yeah. I think a really bad team, overall bad team with a bad defense and not very much talent on offense, a quarterback should be able to at least get you four or five wins. Yeah. Um, a really good quarterback. So there's that. Uh, if you were to pick an MVP, who would you pick at this point in the season? Uh I mean, my MVP, like I said, Justin Herbert's one of my front runners right now. Joe Burrow, obviously. Um, I would probably, if we're going non-quarterback, I would probably say Justin Jefferson, maybe Tyreek Hill. I mean, if Tyreek Hill gets 2,000 yards receiving this year and breaks the record, you almost have to give it to him, right? Yeah. Yeah, because... I, do, like, I just don't like non-quarterbacks that are... That are prodigies of the quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so like Tyreek Hill. Because throwing the ball to him. Right. Tyreek Hill didn't break any records when he was in KC, and he had Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. So if you can break the all-time single-season receiving yards record and you have Tua, not nothing against Tua, 
We're just saying if you can do it with two as your quarterback as opposed to when you had Patrick Mahomes, like I feel like you should be considered to be the MVP at that point. Yeah. I think I'm still going with Patrick Mahomes right now. I think that's even from, even with his with his three pick game against Denver on Sunday. Yeah, but you have to realize he doesn't. He, first of all, they still win the game. Yeah, they did. They still uh, win the game. He always comes back. He makes and that, mistakes and stuff, but he's the only one. <laughs> he doesn't have a good defense at all. He doesn't have that, a good run offense at all. Yeah, he only and has that, Travis Kelsey really. So, I mean, he, he puts that team on his back. That that pass to Jarek McKinnon, that weird pass, so awesome. It's I don't even know how to explain it with this guy. Like he he throws the most awkward looking passes ever, and you're like, well, that's going nowhere, and then it's a touchdown. He's not even looking anywhere near him, and he just no. he just like like rolls his hand. I don't even know how to explain. I I get how he did it, but it's just I've never seen anything like that. It was weird. Yeah, so it was, unexpected. And with Patrick Mahomes now, though, it is like you expect him to do stuff like that because <laughs> yeah. it happens all the time. Like if any other quarterback did that, that would be like the play of the year. But then Patrick Mahomes does it. And you're like, eh, well, he's done better than that. <laughs> I'm sure anybody else does it. They're getting yelled at by their coach. Yeah. Because if anybody else did it, it would have been an incomplete pass. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's my MVP just because of who he has around him. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely in the discussion, but I, I don't think he's playing as well as he has, you know, in previous seasons. But he's still he's still getting the job done. All right, so the Cowboys signed T.Y. Hilton this week. Um, How is he going to fit into this Dallas offense? Uh, he's he's a little bit older now, as you as you know. Um, he had a lot of good years with uh, Andrew Luck. He was Andrew Luck's one of Andrew Luck's top targets for a long time. Yep. And uh, I'm sure he's lost some speed. He didn't play it all this year. He played last year. He had an okay year, a couple touchdowns, like 400 yards, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think he played – I didn't – I'm not looking at the things right now, but I think he played 10 games, I want to say, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah. Um, I think they're going to really rely on his intelligence to find gaps in coverage. Um, he's, he's just a shifty little guy. Like I said, he, he, he can get it. He can somehow get behind the defenders and over the top. And I think there's some chances to put him in the slot and put CD on the outside and interchange him and take a little bit of pressure off CD. Um, you have to kind of acknowledge him as a defensive back. Cause you know, he's, because you know, um, you know what he is, what he's about. So he's got that vet mindset. I think he's good, good addition. Kind of surprise. I know he's been sitting on the bench for a while all season. Yeah, on I'm bench, but on the couch. I mean, um, I, I thought he was done. I know he's got a family and kids and all. And yeah, I'm actually I'm surprised that he hasn't been signed yet to a team. Um, and I thought for sure. This offseason coming into this year, he would at least be, you know, at least a slot receiver for someone. Yeah. You know, he was he was that number one guy in Indianapolis for quite some time. So, you know, for him to get overlooked is kind of just shocking to me. Now, he's not going to go into Dallas and be their number one receiver by any means. You know, he's he's definitely lost a step. And, uh, but, you know, he, like you said, he can be that guy that's going to, you know, cause the defender to look his way and open up for someone else. But, uh, I think he's a great addition to this already explosive offense. Um, so I, I think he's going to do well for them, and I actually think he's probably going to do better than we're going to expect him to do. Um, I, I, I got nothing against T.Y. Hilton. I've always been a fan of his. Uh, you know, like I said, he did really well with Andrew Luck in, in Indianapolis. Um, so I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to Dallas, and, and excited to see where he's going to help take this team. And it's also. Um, mean, doesn't mean that they're done pursuing OBJ. Um, I did see a report where they're still in talks with OBJ. So even though he can't probably play any more this regular season, um, there is a possibility he shows up sometime in playoffs. But if I had to guess, it's more of an off season 
long-term deal. Yeah. That, uh, he'll sign with Dallas if, if not Dallas, somebody. I like mean, the it, Giants. If if you're asking me, the, with this T.Y. Hilton signing, OBJ is not coming to Dallas this year. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure what the length of the contract was that they signed T.Y. Hilton to. It was probably just for this year, I would believe. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. like six. It was like six hundred k or something. Yeah. With, uh, with some bonuses. And who knows? Like I said, T.Y. Hilton could come in and, and prove us all wrong and, and earn a long-term – well, not long-term, but earn multi-year contract with Dallas. But if if I was a betting man, I would say that, you know, he's just going to be there for the remainder of this season and they're, they're probably going to offer something to OBJ come off-season time in 2023. So, But, yeah, like I said, I'm excited to see how he's going to help this team. And, you know, like I said, I've always been a big fan of T.Y.'s. Yeah, apparently a lot of teams were actually interested in him. I seen, I think it was uh, Ian Rappaport posted, and uh, he just waited around, kind of uh, kicking the ball around. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and, and this like later in the season now, you're going to have your guys that are injured, and and if anybody gets injured at this point in the season, you know, there's a good chance that they're not going to come back anymore this year because of how many games are left. So, you know, I'm not surprised that there were multiple takers for T.Y. Hilton because he was probably the best free agent wide receiver option besides OBJ, who can't even play right now anyways because of his own injury. So So clearly uh, the best right now. Yeah, probably the best on a a short list of free agent wide receivers out there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm, I'm excited to see what the lineup's going to be. Obviously, it's going to be a CD then most likely Michael Gallup is your two. And then you got James Washington, Noah Brown, and T.Y. Hilton. And Noah Brown's been putting in some work, so yeah, and I did don't you, know. Did you see that the, the Bills just signed Cole Beasley to their practice squad? I did not, but that's yeah. where he was last, wasn't he? Oh, he went, to, he was he went Tampa. to Tampa Bay for one game, I think. Yeah, he was only there for a couple games. and then I thought he retired. He did. Now he's back. It was one of those, oh, I'm retiring, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, nobody yeah. wanted you. Yeah. I mean, if if I was sitting on the couch claiming to have retired and Buffalo called me, I, I would probably come play for them. Yeah. Oh, and Cole <laughs> Beasley is a hell of a shifty little slot receiver guy. Yeah. So yeah he I don't blame Bills. He reminds you of a Wes Welker type. He does, you know, yeah. little slot receiver guy. But yeah. He made some clutch catches over the years for Dallas. Yeah, so. yep. yeah, and he did pretty well his first tour of duty there in Buffalo. So Yeah, he did. All right. So I know this is going to be a tough subject for us to discuss, but are the Eagles clearly one of the most consistent and better teams overall right now? I mean, it's not tough. It's <laughs> I know I know when I know when I'm right and I know when I'm wrong, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, I was wrong about the Eagles for the most part. Uh, I believe we got to show them a little bit more love. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is proving us wrong. I mean, he's been throwing the ball. He's good in the pocket. They've got a really good run game. Miles Sanders is like fifth in the league in rushing, I believe, fifth or sixth. Uh, and their defense is – you know, just as good as Dallas's. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think they're a really good, consistent team. And of course, I always want to pick Dallas over them, but they kind of got the slight edge. They're just so consistent, and they can finish games. And they only lost once, so yes. And I know I was wrong. Also, I know I said that Tennessee was probably going to beat them. I know I said that the Giants were probably going to beat them at home, and I was wrong on both those accounts. But I'm still sticking with it that the Cowboys are going to win the next meeting between them. I think they will too, but I think it's more so just splitting, splitting hairs, you know, splitting games, yeah. and, uh, and and Dallas wants it more at this point. And who knows? Because that that Dallas matchup, you know, they could be at the point where they already secured that first round buy, so they might not even be playing. You know some of their starters, but can they do that? I don't know if they they can. 
Well, they're two games ahead, right? One said the Dallas game is the 24th, so it would be the second last week of the season. So they could have that first round buy secured by then because they're already two games ahead. Yeah, so they got to lose. Yeah. They got to lose at least one before that. Right. To not lock it in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so maybe they'll be even sitting anybody or sitting yeah. people. So I doubt it. I mean, they want to beat Dallas. They're all about Dallas. So I doubt you'd sit people, but at the end of the day, you're in for a playoff. So. Yeah, and they are one of the mo- one of the more consistent teams in the league right now. Um, I'm not disputing that. I think that they are gonna go- they're definitely gonna make the playoffs. But just depending on who they play, like I said, if if San Francisco goes in there with Jimmy G, like I- I'm not gonna say Philadelphia is gonna win that one because I would right now if San Francisco played Philadelphia, I, I would take San Francisco in that game. I just, think I would too. Just because of the way that their <sighs> defense is playing right now. They just almost dropped a 50 bomb on Giants. And I know Giants aren't good, but it's still a division rival. And it's so hard. And then and then San Fran just dropped 35 on and almost shut out Tampa Bay. Yeah. It could have easily been a shutout. Right. And the Giants, I, I know that they're, they're – they're in the playoffs right now. They have a spot right now, and they're one of the better record teams. But they have significantly declined. They're one four and one in their last six games, I think. Yeah, so, is that what they are? Yeah, so it's not a proper gauge to say, well, they blew out the Giants, but because the Giants really aren't as good right now as they were. Mm-hmm. But you know, putting up fifty points on any NFL team is is pretty impressive to do. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I mean, I just don't see the Eagles winning as the Super Bowl this year. I'm not on the hype train like everybody else is. I think that they're going to lose in the playoffs. I think it's going to be someone else representing the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. But they are a pretty solid team right now. They're pretty consistent. Uh, you know, they're probably going to you know, only lose one more game this year. So they'll be sitting pretty with that number one seed. I would give anything to see a Dallas versus Eagles NFC championship game. Yeah, that would be pretty exciting. And that one would be in Philly, so <laughs> try to get yeah. tickets to that one. <laughs> yeah, right. No uh, way. Yeah, I mean, like you said, that would be a pretty good conference championship game. But, you know, there's a lot of things that have to happen. I mean, if Jimmy G comes back, I would have to say San Francisco is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, but yeah. Because when history shows us when defenses are that good, they're usually one of the Super Bowl teams, if not Super Bowl champion. I mean, you just got to look back the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, you know, team 85. Yeah, but you, you, you're, you can't sleep on Eagles and Dallas's defense. And then also, Eagles and Dallas also have the run game and a quarterback, which 49ers still have. I'm with you right there, but I also think quarterback adds a huge element as well, and that's why I don't think the 49ers will be it. So, if you, yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying there, but if you put the quarterback factor aside, like San Francisco's running game is up there with anyone else's. Their defense is the best in the league right now, probably one of the best we've seen in the history of the NFL. So, I mean, and Jimmy G, if, even if he – I mean, if he comes back, I mean, having that experience at quarterback is really going to push you over the top, especially with, you know, that run game and that defense. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be one of those three teams representing the NFC, whether it be the Eagles, the Cowboys, or the 49ers. One of those three teams is going to be the NFC champions. So, yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, who plays better come postseason time. Packers aren't eliminated yet, so. <laughs> Uh, I mean, <laughs> not mathematically, but I don't think that's happening. Yeah. All right. So we saw Kyler Murray on Monday night's game. He left with a non-contact injury. Uh, reports today say that he did suffer a torn ACL and will not be back at all this year. So, I mean, it sucks to hear that. Sucks to see that he has an injury like a torn ACL, um, but 
you know, they weren't really playing for anything anyways. It doesn't, didn't look like they were going to make the postseason. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then you got backup uh, Colt McCoy. He comes in and throws an interception and doesn't really do anything else less than a, you know, a yeah. fumble, an interception. Uh, you know, their, their season's done, obviously. And hopefully uh, Colt McCoy can find some passes to Hopkins so my fantasy team isn't completely destroyed. <laughs> but, yeah. uh I mean, Colt McCoy, Kyler Murray hasn't really been playing that well this year anyway. So, I mean, it, yeah. you're up in the air whether who's going to play better, either Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray, because they're both, you know, pretty much have, have the same consistency this year. Did you so, see the injury, though? Yeah, I did. It's, yeah, he just tried to, it's a non-contact, just tried to cut in. And everyone and just, just buckled. Everyone, and I agree with this completely, 100%, everyone's saying that it's because of this turf, the turf fields. Yeah, like you you ask any football player, they they would much rather play on natural grass than the turf because the turf just like you. I've seen it numerous times, non-contact injuries trying to make a cut or whatnot. You know, it, the turf is it's just really awful to be playing on. Natural yeah. grass is just so much better. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Are they gonna swap out for that or? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, and. I think it's just because of it's easier to maintain because you don't have to cut the grass or anything like that. But yeah. a, lo- a lot of teams have that turf now. But you know there yeah, are it's that new new stuff that's not turf. It's yeah, it's 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 I forget what the hell it's called. It's it's artificial turf, but it's like they have like the the beads, the black beads underneath it. And yeah, yeah. But that stuff's supposedly much better than actual old school turf, like what, oh, after like turf, what they yeah. got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but th- this stuff, it's not – natural grass is much better to play on. Yeah. I mean, like in a guy like Kyler Murray, you know, somebody that's running around like he does, you know, like I said, they've seen a lot of non-contact injuries because of that turf, so – I don't know. I'm I'm all for bringing back all natural grass to every field. You notice all the running quarterbacks besides Hurts are getting hurt. Yeah, you got um, Fields. Yeah, it, his fortunately it was just a non-throwing shoulder. Then you got Lamar, and now you got Amari or uh, Kyler. Kyler, and um, yeah, Hurts is pretty much the only one that's. That rushes that much. It hasn't gotten hurt. So that's another thing to think about when come playoff. Is he going to get hurt? I mean, it's always a possibility. They run a lot. Yeah, especially for those running quarterbacks. As soon as, you know, you see one of them step out of the pocket, it's uh, it's scary because you don't know if he's going to take a licking or not. Yeah, he seems pretty good about getting out and getting down. But yeah, you never know. If, especially when playoffs, you got to get that first down. Yep. You're not going to slide. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't want to see anybody ever get hurt, but you know, no. those those running quarterbacks are more, uh, you know, they're they're more likely to get hurt because of what they do than rather than like. Well, I mean, and we say that now, but then talking about the Mike White situation earlier, where he was yeah. in the pocket where he and he got just leveled, so <laughs> destroyed. I mean, level doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Most of the quarterbacks nowadays are half of the size of the guys hitting them, so it's yeah, it's the tough job out there for them. Yes, it is. All right, and the last thing I wanted to bring up tonight. Um, I know we don't really get into the college football side of things; we're mostly NFL here. Um, but Mississippi State's head coach Mike Leach uh, passed away Monday night after suffering a massive heart attack. So I just wanted to say that all of our thoughts and, and prayers and everything go out to to his family and the the Mississippi State family. Yeah, that's always a tragedy when we lose someone. Yep. Yeah. Great coach. Yeah. Very sad to hear. Yeah, and uh, you know I don't know whoever's listening to us. You know if you've played football or had the opportunity to be part of a team, whether it be playing or coaching, but. It's more, football is more than just a team. Like that's that's a family. You're, it's a brotherhood. Like you you've got each other's backs and stuff like that. So you know, and especially like the high school, college level where these kids are, you know, teenagers, early twenties, whatnot. 
you know, it, it, probably for them, it was like losing a father for them because, you know, the head coach, it's just he's absolute mentor to these kids. And, you know, he was one of the better coaches in college football. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's sad. And it's always sad to see someone pass. Yeah, it is. Definitely unfortunate. All right. So with that being said, that is going to wrap up this week's edition of Late Hit. Um, I apologize to you guys. I, because of my schedule, was able to get my segment out this past week, but I will be back up with that um, either Thursday or Friday. I'll get that out on our channel so you guys can listen to that. And I'm going to be doing more of like a power rankings thing for all 32 teams. Just go over like a quick maybe 10, 15-minute segment uh, and listing my power rankings from 32 all the way to number one. Yep, and uh, we didn't have that good of a week on uh, the picks. Yeah. But that's all right. It happens. That's yeah. why it's uh, that's You why win it's some, a... you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get better. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit the the board and Absolutely. chalk down some better picks this, this yeah, week. So. Stay, stay out of the L column. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you want to hear. We always look forward to the feedback, and we appreciate you guys tuning in. Yep, we need more feedback. Thank you, guys. Thank you.